What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio Buck Perspective. Here I am today hoping that my voice sounds good, and I think it sounds really good because the last couple of days, as a matter of fact, on Sunday, I was doing a little bit too much screaming. So when it came to Monday, my voice was all jacked up yesterday, which is Tuesday, got a little bit better. And then now here we are Wednesday, and I think I got my mojo back. I think I got my mojo back. So what I'm going to do is like scale back on the whole screaming thing, okay? Or I'm going to fuck myself up even more royally. So here we go. It's about wealth building today. That's right. I was discussing these questions with one of my students, and we went on and on and on. So her being 18 years old, unfortunately, her father had passed away uh, probably about a year or two years ago. Um, but before she was born, she said she came from a very impoverished family. But through hard work from her father, the wealth ended up building up. But with a very tumultuous and a very like combustive marriage with a woman who was gambling and had been gambling so much and she just really didn't bring much to the tree he ended up becoming an alcoholic so what ended up happening is after they finally got a divorce at the age of eight okay he said okay no more alcoholism i'm gonna work myself up the corporate ranks and right before he died a year before he died he ended up becoming a director of the tollways out here in of course bangkok thailand and so you would consider him to be rich you know he was you know he fell in that alignment but unfortunately cancer ended up claiming his life and the assets and all the money went over to my student and i'm very it's very sad, but it's very rewarding seeing how long-lasting, like, although he has passed, his money has gotten his daughter to the University of Alberta in Canada and paid the way four years, even into her master's, and then she could finally claim her permanent residency because of what he did. So six years after, he doesn't know, but he should be very proud of himself because he built up wealth for his daughter. So, and paved the way, although he passed, it's basically his spirit saying, listen, you now have the money, go on, go to university, go get your master's and get the fuck out of here. Go do what you gotta do. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. I think that's what any father would love to do for his children, is to know that the legacy, even if it's just money, has paved the way. Like, because guess what? Without it, she would be in big trouble. Her mother is a leech. She only comes around when she needs money. Her aunt on the father's side, the father's uh, sister, says, oh, no, you don't have to go to university. You should just stay here and open a restaurant with me. See, it's funny how motherfuckers get really, really needy when they end up saying, oh, I have, you know, million, millions of bots worth an asset. And I'm like, you, and it's funny, you see the true colors. That's all there is to it. It's not that they're bad people. It's the fact that, that that's the type of reality they came from. The mother, wanted, you know, divorced him because she wanted to get and make another family with another guy. And this guy is apparently a lawyer. And she's over here, and the lawyer is probably telling her to say, hey, try to get a little money from her. Try to get a little money from your daughter. The bitch was never around to begin with. And you know what's funny? You guys are probably saying, dude, this sounds super similar to your family. It does. My father was a fucking leech. He's a parasite. It's not that he was a bad person. He didn't abuse us. He just completely neglected us, even living under the same household. 
he fed himself. He never fed us. He was very personable, but that guy had no drive whatsoever. And he jumped from woman to woman, not giving a fuck. And so you learn throughout this process, right? And looking at my mother, my mother hasn't tried communicating with me. She could post a bullshit ass sticker on my Facebook page. That shit doesn't matter. She hasn't tried speaking to me in eight years. Why? Because I told her no when I had no money. Can you give me some money? I, you, you want me to give you, wait, you want me to give you more than 25% of my salary living in a country where I am struggling to meet, like, seriously? That was eight years ago when I first moved here. I said, how selfish of a fucking human being you are. And of course, they always look for their personal wants, that bullshit-ass family. So you guys can see, wow, Arsenio, man, it's time to answer some questions. Wealth building. This is when I went through the healing last year with the transformation coach from South Africa. I had limited beliefs about money. And it's time for you to discover your limited beliefs about money. Because think about it. Look at your family. Is money hard to come by? And when it comes by, it's really easy to spend it, right? It burns holes in your pockets very quickly. My mother, and it's funny because, you know, my, the, 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 the siblings of the immediate family, you know, they are very, very quick to just forget everything that my father did and hurry up and just add them on Facebook. I remember I saw a photo before I had blocked my sister and like completely, okay, goodbye. Best of luck to you. Um, last year, was it two years ago, three years ago? And she's like, allowed the father, the biological father, my father, my biological father, my biology, uh, Willie Buck is what I'm going to call him. She allowed him to see her child. And I'm like, do you remember he stole $10,000 worth of income tax between 2000 and 2001 from mom? Money that we so desperately needed. Do you remember that? No, it was 2001 and 2002. I came home and my mom was crying. She's like, oh yeah, your father stole the income tax check. Like he claimed you guys, although I have you guys. So we're just going to let all that go away. Not, not even, he owes us like $40,000 worth of child support. We needed him for money. And he continuously lied between 99 all the way up to 2006. And you're just going to let bygones be bygones, huh? And so I just, when you look at that and look at that story, there's no hate. There's no energy being put into the past. What I'm trying to tell you guys is from my perspective, was money hard to come across? So we need to answer some questions here. Understanding and exploring the relationship between you and money. And that's, that's the most essential part and the biggest step ever towards success. Think about it. Does money and wealth make you feel comfortable? You got to ask yourself that question. Does it make you feel comfortable? Now, basically with my come up, not necessarily. But when we got too much of it, burnt holes in our pockets. However, I was just a completely different human being. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I remember in 2007, me and my brother got in a huge fight, right? And it was over money because he's like, oh, you need to pay for your own bills. And I'm like, motherfucker, you living under your, the, the, a household literally leeching from mom. And you have done nothing the past three years but smoke weed in your room and bring in motherfuckers who tried robbing from us. You're a parasite. But of course, he's always right. Just saying, just giving you guys a nice little input in here. From that point forward, when I was broken, broken in 2007, even though I was a college student, 
<clears throat> I said, I'm going to save my money. And I'm going to save, save, save. Why? I don't know, for a rainy day. And when I started saving my money, next thing you know, the time came, 2007, I flew off to, th uh, to what is it, after Thanksgiving, I hurry up and flew, to, flew back to Arizona for, uh, for a wedding for a guy who I had spoken to back then. It's one of the greatest weekends of my life. And that following Monday, I met Christine, who was my girlfriend on and off for the next year. Probably the next 14 months, I guess you could say. Well, let's say 13 months. But the relationship began to change, is what I'm trying to tell you. You know, 2008, another argument had erupted in regards to money, money, money with my brother. It was like he wanted me, he wanted to control the way I, I worked with my money. I ended up moving into a bachelor pad with my friend. And guess what? I saved, save, 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 save for a rainy day. All of a sudden, I bought my own laptop. Yes, I got financial aid and everything from the college, but still, I was just saving my money. Bought a phone when I needed to, saving my money. Bought food when I needed to, saving my money. And so, finally, when 2008 rolled around, and you know, I was still working and everything, I started working as a dental assistant. I started doing like Google ads at this, you know, this place that I met through a friend. I was able to buy a plane ticket to Australia. Guys, I'm telling you this story because between me saving and my family, my family thought I was greedy because they thought I had a lot of money, but little did they know I was just saving my fucking money. That's it. I had a completely different relationship. I told myself in 2007, I said, I'm going to have a different relationship with money. And that was the beginning. So you guys are like, damn. So you these discussions don't really make you feel uncomfortable. No. And that's the next question. Do, does speaking about money and wealth make you feel uncomfortable in your culture and your religion? It doesn't matter. Take off all the goddamn labels. Let's talk about it. You're not Muslim. You're not Christian. You're not black. You're not straight. You're not this. You're not, it doesn't matter what you are. Listen to me closely. Does it make you feel uncomfortable? And why? Because we have to be very open about a lot of different things. I'm an open book. I remember back in 20, uh, 2015, I posted about, you know, my father, this and that, and my mentor at the time, he's like, oh man, this is some really, really heavy stuff to put on Facebook. Oh, please, what heavy stuff? People are going through the same fucking thing. And when I open myself up to vulnerability, I end up getting hundreds of thousands of people who listen to me. What are you talking about? But again, he doesn't, you, you know what I mean. So again, that's the only thing he actually posted where I was like, huh? But nonetheless, think about it. Do you find yourself thinking that wealthy people are not good people? Selfish, frivolous. Now, me, no, no, no. I never looked at it that way. I worked with wealthy people, you know, back in 2010, my first job. That guy had an Escalade, I believe, or a Denali. I forgot what it was. He's a practice manager of the dental faculty practice I was working at. The other guy, Steve, he never looked down on me. And that guy was rich. He was a dental anesthetist. He was an anesthesiologist. I never thought he was, I'd never, mm -mm. when I went to Dr. Kinner's office, pediatric dentist, in that area, did I feel a little bit uncomfortable? Just slightly, but I was with Steve and Steve always made me, made me feel comfortable. So I never grew up thinking, oh, wealthy people are bad. But my mom, probably more than likely. And that's why she has been in the same position with money since the 1980s. How about you? Do you think 
wealthy people are not good people. Now, and here in Thailand, it's a completely different story, and I don't give a fuck about wealthy people. Like, my goal is impact. What are you doing to help people? Now, if you look at all these entertainers from singers, actresses, uh, K-pop stars, uh, NFL, NBA, uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Michael Jordan, he's one of those people, oh, you know, Michael Jordan donated $100 million to 10 organizations to fight. To fight what? You put wealth over your own people. And you, you can see that by your bullshit-ass shoes that has gotten more than 3,000 African-American children killed on the streets over the last 15 years. You don't give a fuck about your people. You give a fuck about your wealth. It's a different story. But I'm not growing up saying that all of these people are like it. I'm just talking about on an individual basis. The people who, oh, Michael Jordan, he's the greatest. Oh, K-pop stars. Oh, oh, this. Uh, oh, uh. Who, who are some of the biggest actors and actresses? I forgot who they are. Um. Oh, I haven't said, motherfucker, what are you doing? Other than Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and then helping Hurricane Katrina and adopting kids from all around the world, the rest of them are just a bunch of, man, what have you done for me? What have you done for me? No, I don't look up to you. What have you done for me? I'm just saying, you can look up to them. And I'm not saying that all wealthy people are like this, but okay, if you're looking up to them and they're the best singer and they're the best dancer and they're the best this, they're the, they're the best actor and the best actress, she's so beautiful and Emma Stone, what have you done for fucking society? So I kind of put some perspective onto it because the people I look up to, Eric Thomas, Trent Shelton, Anthony Trucks, Chloe Watanmo, uh, you know, uh, Brendan Bichard, they're helping people. They're helping people. They're help. They're helping spurring on. They're spurring on humanity. And we see those comments saying, "Man, I was almost dead, and you know what? Your voice helped me." See that right there. That right there. And I'm not saying that a lot of these other people. You know, some people are like, "Oh yeah, you're dancing, or you're singing, or you're acting has helped me stay alive." Doubtful. But if they do, hey, that's good. I'm not saying find a new mentor, but I'm just saying, do you judge those who have money and success? not judging them. You can have all the money in the world, but what are you doing with it? You can have all the success in the world, but what are you doing with it? You could be the Jeff Bezos. You could be the Bill Gates, but what are you really doing with your money, Bill, in Africa, on the continent of Africa? What are you really doing with your money? Don't, fu- don't fucking bullshit me. You're, you're against. You love depopulation. I know what you're doing to my folks out there. And it's because it's very easy when you have money. You could go out there and you could do a hell of a lot of different things. And it's unfortunate. But I know the insidious agendas of, of particular people. Mark Zuckerberg, oh, yeah, I donated to that. Yeah, motherfucker, you could donate. Okay, can I, can I put this into perspective? Now we're going into a completely different thing. Pencils of Promise. It's an organization, right? You want to pencilsofpromise.com. It always says donate. Donate on a monthly basis. Donate, donate, donate. Yet they had a gala convention with people wearing $50,000 dresses and suits. These old people saying, I donated. Motherfucker, do you understand that Pencils of Promise is pocketing 40% of that in which they should be sending to those kids out there in Guatemala, in Nicaragua, in Botswana, in Mali, in Zambia, yeah. Oh, but no, no, but they have to pay their staff. What staff? 
you get these guys creating shit from 2017, 2018, and they're like, yeah, I'm actually don't. You ain't doing a fucking thing. Look at your wife. Look at the dress that she has. I'm not saying flaunt your money. I'm not saying any of that. But to be honest with you, that dress right there can build a school in the the Amazonas of Brazil for about 30 children and can pave their way and give them shoes and clothing and utensils to cook. Maybe teach them how to garden and make their own food by planting different seeds. I'm just saying. I'm saying you should pocket only 5% for your own needs, but the rest of it deserves to go to everyone else because you're taking other people's money. See, these organizations right here are bullshit. I'm going to give you one more. UNICEF. I'm not judging them, but I'm judging the people who act like they're doing something, but you ain't doing a goddamn thing. There's a very famous Pupaya. She's a famous uh, Thai. I don't know what she is. Um, She works for UNICEF or UNH, whatever you call that bullshit. There was a Thai guy right? He was in Cambodia seeking asylum. Somebody had him killed. I won't say who that somebody is because I don't know who's listening to this. But somebody in this country, one of the tops, had him killed because he was one of the protesters for pro-democracy, right? She went on to say, although that they were both both ambassadors of the same company, you're trying to help people, right? And she says, oh, it's not my say to say anything. If you want me to fight against things like racism, Really? You have friends who are racist against black people. Are you fucking kidding me? Fighting against racism, huh? Racism. Where? Where's the racism? Racism. You have friends who are racist as fuck at the top of this country. These actors and actresses who pose with these white boys in the photos. And you got all these other motherfuckers say, oh, what a white man. Oh my God, white man, white man. Well, I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, judge him based on, oh, he is so handsome. Not the fact that he's fucking white. You promote racism. Just saying. You got the ambassador of this fucking place. You got pencils of promise. I'm judging the shit out of people's agendas, not the money. What you do with your money, I'm not going to judge you what you do with your money. But if you're saying that you're giving to people in need, but you're really not, that makes me very motherfucking angry. And that makes me call you out. And so what can I do about this? Create my own organization, the Arsenio Buck Foundation, and you're going to see how a motherfucking real foundation works. And on the front page, front center of that, that place, I'm going to be calling out places. Guys, I understand you guys have been donated to all these organizations that host these gala conventions. You don't know where your money's going. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have different pots for different organizations in different countries. And if you want to donate to a school by the name of this, and you're going to see photos of it, you're going to be able to donate. We're going to get people to build that school. All the money and proceeds are going to go to them. I don't need your money. I'm not, I'm not some of these whack-ass fucking organizations who literally are promising, oh, yeah, donate and build a school in Nicaragua. Fuck off. You ain't doing a motherfucking thing. Just saying. So, <sighs> do you have an issue with money? All right. We're going to start going. We're going to go into the prompts and everything, you know, in the next podcast. But again, do you have an issue with money? Do you feel that you want to be wealthy to achieve fame or acquire material possessions. Now, if you look at obviously the young, um, if you look at the, you know, the young people, obviously uh, in the younger generation, there's so much fake out there, right? There's so many, what do they call them? Um, Oh my God, what do they call them? Pseudo, not pseudo, but I forgot what the name is. Um, the, the people who literally, uh, fake, not fake it till you make it. Um, 
the fake fake gurus. There we go. Fake gurus. A lot of people would consider Gary V a fake guru. Um, people who just flaunt their money and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. It's just all bullshit, right? But that's just to acquire material possessions. The people who pose in front of, you know, the bullshit ass planes and <clears throat> the, the countless numbers of photos with dumbass Leonardo DiCaprio with like, like kind of like, you know, with this wine glass and saying, oh, you have to hustle hard to become a billionaire, all this bullshit. People and the younger generation, they want to achieve wealth so that they could acquire material possessions or women. They're just basically piling on their insecurities. That's all it is. But how about you? Please, I hope you don't fit that. And what are your fears? And again, now going into what are your feelings about poverty and charity work? Now, I went on that rant about Pences of Promise, UNICEF, and all those other places. But the thing is, teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man how to fish, or teach a man how to own the land or own the area of that. See, we're going much bigger. So no, I'm not gonna be a person that just builds a school. Okay, how about the food? Okay, how, okay what are they wearing? Okay, can we teach them how to make clothing? Okay, can we teach them how to farm? Can we teach them how to, you know, like with cattle? raise different animals you know i just it's got to be way deeper than that just giving a couple of people some pencils and a paper that doesn't change anything we got to teach them how to be valuable members of society and think even bigger okay when you start doing okay what how's the type of soil out here what type of vegetables are you going to be able to plant like year round or seasonally are you going to be able to export this do you have the internet can you sign up different things? I don't know what type of, you know, uh, uh, different ways you can export, but all these different things. Yes, it's going to be hard because bitch-ass corrupted governments in the Latin and South Americas, they're going to be all on your ass, but you can strive. I'm going to give you an example. My ex-dating partner, okay, her name was Anna. This is about more than two years ago. She was working for CP. CP is a monopoly out here in Thailand, right? They basically just buy out everything. They act like all the prices, but nonetheless, let's focus. She went back home working for CP and built a farm. And I told her, I said, okay, so you have a farm in Dalat. She's like, yep, I have a big old farm. It's amazing what she's doing. And I'm like, okay, so with this farm, how does it, like, like what, what was the whole purpose behind it? She was like, there's a lot of, dis there are lots of very, now, I want, the, the, the chemicals that they have in some of the markets on some of the fresh produce, it's unbelievable. And she told me, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, that shit could kill you. And I'm like, well, this probably makes sense to why a lot of things are still happening in present day in Vietnam. You know, sometimes I see people who are deformities and I'm like, damn, is that because the Vietnam War? No, it's because a lot of things are being produced out there that are just full of toxic chemicals. And so her goal was, her main goal was to give people fresh food. Come on. And now she's fucking, I'm, I'm pretty sure by looking at that garden and looking at all that fresh produce, she's fucking rich now. And I'm so proud of her. And so what she did, she found a need and she filled it by working through a huge company that was going to be able to support that goal, regardless of what their agenda is right now out here in Thailand with CP. Look what she did. It's huge. So again, ask yourself, feelings, feelings about poverty, 
Feelings about charity work, if it is hard for you to talk about money or to even engage with it, then it's time to go deeper and think why. If you feel money is gross or the idea of wealth grosses you out, ask yourself why. So again, think about it. Is it the money that you take issue with or the use of it? You can have money and you can still be a good person. Now, again, it's all about the decisions behind how people go about using the money. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys here. And so, yeah, there are going to be certain rich people. That, that, that has nothing to do with me. That's all just circle of concern. Yeah, there are going to be organizations, charity works that are fucked up. Okay, so what can I do about that? Start my own. And who inspired me? People who I dated in the past. People who are actually doing unbelievable work. That's exactly what I will do. And so this is the most beautiful part about it, you know, because when I start, and, and, and if you look at, okay, Arsenio, if you're building up your courses and stuff like that, this is what I love to do too. But when I start making that residual income, as you guys are going to hear coming up on the, you know, the 25th, this upcoming Friday in regards to the will of life. Now I could start my mission. And now I can start pushing for the Arsenio Buck Foundation. Now I can start a lot of different things and things are going to begin to change. And so in saying that, man, this is the basics. This is a lot of things that you're going to have to journal and, fit and think about because we're going to have to dive deep into this. So in saying that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. Stay tuned for more over and out.